A warm welcome. I'm here to talk about emotions. Sometimes emotions get a bad reputation. How many times we hear someone, oh, he or she is so emotional. What is that undertone? That emotions are bad, that maybe we're weak, or maybe we are don't have self-control, right? So that's the kind of the connotation. And that doesn't feel good when we hear, oh, you're so emotional, or someone says, oh, she or she is so emotional. That means it can bring shame. It can make us feel like, oh, no, I don't like to be emotional, right? Because there's the social pressure to be in a certain way. But I'm here to tell you that emotions are awesome. They are raw energies that move through our bodies. Sometimes they're someone else's emotions because emotions are contagious. I've talked about this in this series in another episode. You might want to check out the entire part of to feel or not to feel on emotions. And sometimes they're ours coming from conditionings and sometimes they're just fresh reactions. And life will be very, very boring without emotions. They Emotions give color to our life. They're also being connected to a sense of joy, a sense of zest for life, a sense of being alive. So I don't want to discredit emotions. I want to actually bring in the psychology that is showing that emotions can be very, very helpful. And I've talked before about emotions as expressing needs. And I've talked about if you're on social media, on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, or if you are watch me on the YouTube, you've heard me saying about the pyramid of needs and how emotions really give clues to that. I've talked about how to deal with them in a third way and also how to deal in the moment, right? Our coping strategies. But today I want to bring something that you probably heard in today's world about emotional intelligence. And there's an aspect to emotions that can be so, so helpful that I want to highlight that. And how can we use our emotional intelligence in ways that can enhance our well-being and our relationship with others, and it can inform us about the world. With that, let's dive in. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul, and I love to bring all my decades of experience and just condense them in small little nuggets, in this renewal nuggets online, in this shared space, this oasis in the midst of action, where I hope to bring me trainings, educational snapshots with insights and ways of thinking and being that you can experiment, that can enhance you as you are giving to others in your ministry, in your vocation, so that you can get things at your fingertips and continue to grow. So let's dive in. So the nugget for today is that the emotions are very important. And many times we love our positive emotions, feeling joy, feeling compassion, feeling empathy, and just feeling happy. But also we have what's called negative emotion, right? Feeling sad or feeling angry and frustrated. And I'm here to say that the fullness of the experience of our emotions has actually been studied in psychology and shown to be extremely important. Some people even talk about emotional competence and emotional intelligence. And I'll give you some examples from the other end. You might have heard me say or heard it somewhere else that we have what's called amygdala, which are the two centers in the kind of the base of our brain. 
where the negative emotions, so to speak, are housed. This is where produces worry and also anger and frustration. And many times we don't like it. We're like, oh, can I just be peaceful all day long? Well, the reality is, and here's a very interesting research, that biologically, people who are on the other end of the spectrum, who are antisocial, we're talking about not the people who are like to be lonely and just they're more introverted. We're talking about the antisocial people who are actually going against other people and they are producing harm. These people, they've done studies that their amygdala is very small. It's actually not functioning properly. They don't experience those kind of quote unquote negative emotions. So having emotions is very helpful and it's actually very adaptive. According to the psychologists John Meyer and Peter Salovey, emotional intelligence involves this ability to read other people's emotions accurately, to respond appropriately, to motivate oneself, to be aware of our own emotions, and to regulate and control our responses. And those can be so helpful in actually communities and in relating with one another. Why is this so important and why now? Because being aware of our emotions, being aware that they are important, there is an intelligence to it. And the fact that we can grow in our capacity to tolerate them, it's very hopeful. There is a process in a certain sense. And this is what all this series is about. The process is to getting to know our emotions, learning ways to cope in the moment, and in the same time, increase our capacity to tolerate them. Because when we do that, we relate so much better with others in communities. When we are able to read other people's emotions, when we're able to read our own, when we're able to modulate, we create healthier communities. We can have healthier communications with one another. So the tip for today is that not only we don't want to be afraid of emotions, but we want to be curious and trying to learn about our inner landscape. We want to learn about other people's emotions because that is what helps us thrive thrive as an individual, and thrive in communities. And probably you've experienced this through the COVID era because many of us, we were isolated and a small percentage of people had to be the frontline staff and they took the brunt of all the stress. The rest of us being isolated and connecting many times online, we lost the connection. We lost the community aspect to this. And sometimes we've lost even the sense of what is it to modulate our emotions emotions and connect with others in their emotions. So it's very important as we come out of this phase for our humanity that we think of emotional intelligence. And here are the four branches of the emotional intelligence that I want you to reflect and type in the chat what your thoughts are and what other areas you can expand and increase your container, so to speak, so that you can thrive and your communities are, can thrive. All right, so here are the branches of the emotional intelligence. The branch one, and this is what we want to continue to increase our muscle, is perceiving emotions. It's very important to be subtly aware of the movement of energies and emotions that are passing through us and in the other people, 
right? Through nonverbal communication and also through verbal communication. So that is one skill that we can become more and more strong in it. The second branch of emotional intelligence has to do with using emotions to facilitate thought. So I've talked in other episodes about how thoughts can modulate our emotions. Well, guess what? Emotions can also improve our way of thinking. Let's think for a second, right? When we are stressed or really overwhelmed, our thinking is not good. I call it my brain goes offline. My, I have brain, scrambled eggs brain because if they're too intense. But if I can modulate my emotions and my emotions are in a peaceful state or a gratitude state, and as I know myself, I can reach those states more easily. I actually had an episode on that, how to use the power of your focus and the state-dependent memory on emotions to help bring forth more thought-nurturing emotions, that will help us to think. And you might remember, you might think like, what is she talking about? Well, just think about when you were studying, when you were in school, right? Anytime you had a class that you just loved, you love the teacher, you love the explanation, you learn more, you learn better right? And if there was a stressful classroom environment or the teacher was really stressful in many ways, then you didn't learn, right? So the emotions do facilitate thought. So it's a two-way street. The third branch in the emotional intelligence has to do with understanding emotions. Like what emotions am I feeling? And it helps to ask yourself in my renewal blueprint, I talk about asking ourselves several times throughout the day, What am I feeling? How is my heart doing? How are my emotions doing right now? Just asking the question. You might be surprised, but sometimes we get an answer like, oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm lonely. Oh, I'm grieving. Oh, I'm joyful. Like whatever it is, we usually get a response. And if you don't get one, when you ask yourself, keep asking. The more we understand our emotions, the more we understand the energy they're moving through our body, the more we bring them to our consciousness, the more we're aware and we actually know what to do and how to respond to our environment. And the fourth branch of the emotional intelligence has to do with managing emotions. Now there's books and books and courses and trainings in dealing with that. And there are many psychological methodologies around that, but there is one prior episode in here with a mini training on how to use coping strategies and skills in managing emotions. But there's a wide, wide range of possibilities. All right. So in summary, the more we increase our capacity for emotional intelligence, the better we are to grow and to adapt to our environment and also to thrive in our communities and support our communities. So learning how to perceive emotions, ours and other people, how to use emotions to facilitate thought, how to understand our emotions and how to manage our emotions. When we do that, we become fuller human beings in such a way that we can use these energies, we can integrate them, we can befriend them and we can harness the power that they have without having to just indulge in them. So we can modulate and we can use the energies for higher purpose and higher good. And I will leave you with a very cool research showing that when kids, they do studies in school, I love this kind of studies, that when kids are taught about emotional intelligence early on, 
how to understand their emotions. They have like, I used to work in a preschool. They would teach them, okay, this is sadness. This is happy feeling. This is anger. And they were able to articulate them. They were able then to articulate their needs. And not only that, but they would be able to understand other people's needs and their communications. And they did studies in school that showed that it decreased bullying. In other words, when there were kids were taught about compassion and about reading other people's emotions and understanding their own, then that ability to put themselves in other person's shoes was essential in decreasing bullying in school. And the best research, I was fascinated by it, they would bring infants or young babies in school, in a classroom, you know, young kids in elementary, and really have them connect with their baby, connect with their emotions, try and understand which emotions were the baby was going through. And when they did that consistently, they showed that it decreased bullying. Can we imagine the impact this could have on a global level in our polarized situation that we live in? That if we can have that compassion and we don't feel just that, oh, I have to express my emotions. That's great. But how about understanding other people's emotions and their body language and their needs are, how can this might increase our ability to communicate with one another. So here's my plug-in for paying attention to emotional intelligence and really hone in and expand our container because there is only goodness that comes through it when it's hard, when emotions are harnessed the right way. So with that, I thank you so much for everything you're doing and type in the chat if this resonates with you and I say goodbye for now and I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week.